right up a special edition of Straight Talk. Farewell to the Chief. Our guest tonight, departing Long Beach Chief of Police, Anthony Batts, as we start our first show of our 16th season. Opinions expressed in the following program do not necessarily reflect the views of Charter Communications nor its sponsors. We recognize our obligation to present opposing points of view by responsible spokespersons. For information, please contact the director of program. She stands in the face of evil and will not lose hope or faith. America, the land of freedom, is still the home of the brave. So raise the banner, call the glory, let us join our fellow. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by Southern California Edison. For over 100 years, life powered by Edison. The Press-Telegram, your local news leader for over 100 years. And Long Beach Magazine. Coastal living, city style. Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We're delighted you're joining us for the beginning of our 16th season on air. We're very honored to have as our guest tonight for the entire show, the Chief of Police of the City of Long Beach, Anthony Batts. Chief Batts, welcome back to Straight Talk. Thank you, Art. It's good to be back again. I think it's your 10th visit here and probably six of them as the Chief of Police. And uh, let me ask, uh, many of our viewers know that it's been announced that our guest, uh, Chief Batts, is leaving to take the position of Chief of Police in the city of Oakland. And so the obvious first question, Chief, is why are you leaving? Uh, good question, Art. Um, I kind of put it in, in this way. Uh, I've been with this organization, Long Beach Police Department, uh, my entire adult life. This is the only job I've had. And you know, you talk to a number of friends, and, and you and I are both teaching, and, and a number of students, they share about uh, adults now will have anywhere from five to six to seven different jobs. And um, I think Long Beach Police Department is doing extremely well. I think it's in a good place. I love this city. I love these people. Um, when I go to the city of Oakland, um, when I do my job there, my intent is to return to the city of Long Beach where I intend to retire because I love this city so much. So I think it's more of a, a personal challenge. I have a um, uh, saying in, in uh, one of my rooms, I have a workout room at my house. I, made, I have three bedrooms. I made it into a workout room and it says, what would you do if failure was not an issue? So at this time and stage of my life, what I would do is take on a very tough challenge to see if I can make it better for other people. 
I had heard through my sources that uh, that's exactly why you took it, and I was even told that you were offered the job in January and declined it, and then you were up for a funeral involving a tragic shooting, mm -hmm. and it just crystallized your thinking, and that is a real challenge up there. Uh, uh, Oakland is definitely a challenge. If you look at the, the crime rates for the largest 10 cities, uh, when I took over as chief of police here in the city of Long Beach in 2002, uh, we were around about eight, uh, as far as the best being one and the worst being ten. Uh, we were about eight, and through uh, great work by my command staff and the diligent police officers that go out there and do a great job, we're closer to about five or four. So we've come a long way, and we continue. Our, our goal is to get to number one, which is the safest city, safest large city in the state of California. Oakland right now tends to be ten. Uh, it has some challenges. It has some problems and it has a number of uh, youth that are losing their lives on a regular basis. However, I think there's tremendous opportunity there for the city. Uh, there's tremendous opportunity for the police department to get better, and if I could be a piece of that, just a small piece of that, I hope to uh, make a difference. Well, we wish you every success in, Thanks, that, in that major undertaking. So just to state for the record, the budgetary problems that we're experiencing here in Long Beach were not a significant or even partial reason for your departure? No, and uh, I'll defer to something that you said earlier. We, uh, as I've been chief here for, it's, go, it's going on probably my eighth year now uh, in October, um, I've had budget uh, reductions every single year <laughs> I've been chief. I don't know anything else. That's just, that's a norm for well, wait me. a minute. The crime rate's been going down. Yeah and the budget's been going down, yes. maybe we should continue to cut and the crime rate will continue uh, uh, to go down. I, I, that, may not be a good, that may not be a good uh, correlation. Uh, but uh, we have been challenged by budget issues here every year uh, yeah. at uh, the city of uh, Long Beach and we've done well and be, we've become more efficient. Uh, Oakland's in a worse financial shape than uh, the city of Long Beach and surely my drive is to see if I can help save some of the lives that are out there. Um, you know, they had four officers. You talked about uh, the shootings of the officers, and I believe it was March 21st. You had four officers who were murdered within a three-hour period. You had two officers who did a traffic stop on an individual who came out of the car, much like officers uh, Yap and Wade here in the city of Long Beach, uh, but their, their gunshots were fatal uh, in a horrific way. And then you had two SWAT guys who went in to uh, identify the suspect who was hiding out, barricaded, and they lost their lives also. And uh, that's where my interest, interest peaked. But when I went to the funerals of those officers, you can see how devastated the police department is. And you can also see how, what a large chasm there is between the citizens and that police organization. And there's a significant black population in Oakland, and you as a black police officer, with all of your professional training, including Harvard, PhDs, and the whole works, have a chance to maybe bridge that gap a bit. Well, strangely enough, it's not really, I think the perception is, is that it's, it's primarily a black city, but it, it is uh, a very, the city is as diverse as Long Beach. If you took uh, both cities on a piece of paper, the diversity uh, is almost the same as Long Beach. Uh, here in Long Beach, the, the Hispanic population is just a slightly above an, uh, the others. Uh, there, the African American population is just slightly above, but extremely diverse in both cities. Uh, the, the density, the level of poverty, the affluent areas, uh, like we have Belmont Shore and the East End and Naples that are very beautiful. They have uh, their Montclair area up in the hills, so you have very affluent areas. The cities are almost equally the same. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the interesting part is, is uh, what 
is driving the crime rate in Oakland compared to what happens here. In and ironically, they both live in the shadow of a major neighboring city, Los Angeles for us and San Francisco for them. In Long Beach, we don't live in the shadows of any city. We are Good. our own city. Well said. And in Oakland, that will change. Amen to that. Well, we're going to continue this conversation with the chief. And then when we begin the next segment, we will ask the chief, does Long Beach have enough cops? Stay with <laughs> us. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Electricity is different from any other product we use. We can't store it. We must use it wisely, but can't do without it completely. And there's no substitute for this special form of energy that brings us light, comfort, and progress. That's why California needs new standards that can keep utilities strong, guard against another power crisis, and protect consumers from the kind of shortages that often affect other commodities. Because electricity is different. The Port of Long Beach, one of the region's largest construction contractors, has work for businesses big and small. The SBE, or Small Business Enterprise Program, was established by the Board of Harbor Commissioners in 2004 to boost the local economy. Through this program, small businesses get a chance at big port contracts in the areas of construction, environmental consulting, engineering and architectural services, and more. To learn more, log on to www.polb.com or call 562-590-4146. The Marketplace Long Beach, where you can shop for a fabulous selection of merchandise. Dine out tonight. Shop in a relaxing environment. Explore all there is to enjoy at The Marketplace Long Beach, PCH and 2nd Street, online at MarketplaceLongBeach.com. The Marketplace Long Beach. For over 80 years, Community Hospital of Long Beach has served the greater Long Beach community by providing the best medical care possible with a focus on clinical excellence and a caring, compassionate, personalized approach for every patient. It is our goal to be the community's preferred health care provider, providing a 24-7 rapid response emergency department, a state-of-the-art cancer center, and a free wellness and diabetes program. We are proud to introduce CHLB's new bariatrics program featuring the safe and effective lap band system. Community Hospital of Long Beach. When you have a choice, choose the best. Welcome back. Continuing our conversation with our departing Chief of Police, Anthony Batts. Chief, does Long Beach have enough cops? Well, that depends on how you want to define that. Um, my job is not to go to my bosses and say, I need whatever resources. My job is to say, if you give me this amount of resources, this is what I can do with that. And that's what I've always done. Um, I presented uh, to the City Council. Um, actually, when I first made Chief, I was asked, do you need more police officers? my first year and I said well give me a year and let me make it as efficient as I can at this time see how that works and we'll go from there at the conclusion of that year I gave uh, four models if you remember I gave the number of if you want to keep crime the way that is you need 37 more police officers if you want to make uh, some more increases you need 127 if you really want to get on top of it on top of it, we need 202 and if you want this to make this nirvana we need 317 I believe is what we what I said so I gave them four models on what they wanted to provide me as resources. And I think uh, what you've seen is crime has reduced in the city every year uh, that our team has been together with the exception of one. And during that one year, crime only wrote, it, uh, went up less than a percentage. So basically, I would say, technically, you've had uh, seven, six straight years of crime reduction. 
and so we're doing well. So when you ask me the question, do you need more police officers, um, how does that deal with your budget? Because that will cost the overall uh, general fund. Um, can we reduce crime further with more police officers? Absolutely, but it depends on the cost that you want to put out there to drop the crime. You've made the point on this show and in many other fora that fighting crime is a community responsibility, mm -hmm. not just the responsibility of the police department. As you know, I was very active in raising money for the PAL program mm -hmm. when that existed. Uh, we start each show with a one-minute tribute to police and fire on this show, and I'm on the board of directors of the Long Beach Police Foundation, mm -hmm. which seeks to engender community support. Speak to the issue of community involvement sure. in helping the police do their job. Well, it's, it's critical, and even more critical now. Uh, you've been a very uh, staunch supporter of the Police Athletic League for many years and have raised a lot of money for our, our young kids out there that have made a difference for at-risk youth, and I'd like to thank you and thank your show for that. Uh, but those are the things that we need. And same, the same thing now, what the Police Foundation is, is a nonprofit uh, arm of the police organization that raises money from the community to allow police officers to go to different schools that they may not have the ability to go to or to get equipment, uh, high technology equipment to make us more efficient in our jobs. So that is how the community has gotten involved. And there again, you have stepped up to the plate and I thank you for that. Now, we, because of budgetary concerns, we don't have the Police Athletic League anymore. We don't have our DARE pro program anymore. And uh, we're making some budget cuts this fiscal year that may further impact the focus on our, our kids, which means that uh, you only have so much in the general fund that you have to balance your budget with. And with those areas that we don't, perhaps we need to reach even further into the community and have this community step up because these are our children, our kids. Now, I say that from community interaction, and I think that's a plus. However, I've stood in front of the council recently and shared with them, I think you cannot just focus on suppression because there's three arms to dealing with uh, crime in cities. It's suppression, it's prevention, which is like the Police Athletic League, and it's intervention too at the same time. We're basically, because of budgetary cuts, we've cut back to almost no prevention or intervention, and we're heavily focused on suppression. When you do that, what's going to result in, at some point in time, is that you're going to deal with things in the 1990s riots, or you're going to deal with things along the lines of the Watts riots in the 60s, because police departments will only be looked upon as an occupying army. And you have to, you have to get into a position where police officers are seen part of, of the community, which then interlocks the community with the police department, much like the things you have done for many years. It's critical. That being said, let me invite all of our viewers to consider going to the farewell dinner to the chief that is going to benefit the Long Beach Police Foundation, raise money for the foundation. Put it on your calendars Friday, October 16th. We'll put it up at the end of the segment at the Aquarium of the Pacific. A farewell to the chief for a good cause. We're going to have to hire your replacement and big shoes to fill. Should Long Beach look inside or outside of Long Beach for the new chief? Well, that's an interesting question because you, you, you look at me going to another city in Northern California and I'm coming from the outside. I was having a, a, a meeting or lunch with Bill Bratton, uh, Chief Police of LAPD last week and we sat around and we were talking for about two hours on things. And Bill had said to me, he says, Tony, you know, uh, why didn't you uh, apply for LAP LAPD? It would have been perfect for you, it would have been a great job for you. And I said, uh, why would I want to follow you, Bill? <laughs> <laughs> After you've done such a, a great job yeah. with uh, Los Angeles, I needed to, to uh, identify another path. I think 
the city of Northern California, Oakland, is bringing someone in from the outside because they want change. Uh, they, they don't like what's ha what has happened so far, so they want a change agent to come in a short amount of time turn things around. Uh, if you want to make changes like that, then you bring people from the outside. If you have competent people interior to the organization, the organization is doing well and going the way that you want, I think you tend to stay inside. Um, I have a very, very competent staff. Um, the vast majority of the successes that we have is endeared to them. Uh, they came up with the creative, innovative ideas. They, they implement them, they operate them, they do extremely well. I have a very deep bench. I have uh, middle managers who are, are some of the brightest, intelligent people that I know. My executive branch, my commanders, and my deputy chiefs are also very well qualified to do the job. I think it would be a tragedy if you went outside to uh, another agency because what you're saying to these very bright, very bright people who have reduced your crime for the last seven years, have reduced the budget, reduced overtime, and stayed efficient as, as possibly can be, that you're not good enough to be uh, a chief in this city. And they are truly the ones that have, for us, won the Super Bowl every year. So. Well, well stated. And so clearly it's a morale booster to hire the new chief from within the existing ranks. If you ask and me. And it's a hats off to the job that you guys sure. are doing. If you ask me, clearly it's, it's a no-brainer. You have people here that can get the job done. Uh, they've been walking with me as we've taken these steps. Yeah. You got qualified people. Okay, we'll be continuing with this great interview after we pause for these messages. Bill Trainees mixes California style with continental cuisine that includes fresh seafood from around the world. Since Phil is the chef, the menu has a wide variety of pastas, salads, soups, and appetizers that feature his unique personal touch. And the Italian-American signature dishes are simply beyond delicious. You never know who you're going to run into at Trainees, from the famous sports legends on the Wall of Fame to local celebrities having a drink at the bar. For the best fine dining experience, visit Phil Trainees. At Performance Plus Tire, you'll find we carry Toyo tires. For over 50 years, Toyo has been a world leader in the development of high-quality tires. Optimum performance, safety, and a comfortable ride. That's what makes Toyo tires great. And now come into Performance Plus Tire for a great deal on these Toyo tires. Proxies ST, Open Country AT, and Proxies 4. Toyo tires, driven to perform. Come in today and we'll install new Toyo tires on your vehicle while you wait. Performance Plus Tire on Cherry Avenue, one mile north of the 405 in Long Beach. It's Big Red Bus! Our English double-decker buses offer large groups a fun, unique, inexpensive alternative to standard transportation. Bar hopping, weddings, sporting events, airport pickups, kids parties, you name it and we'll help customize the perfect experience. We have open and closed top buses available. Both are equipped with custom-built bars, stereo systems and a friendly hostess. Alcohol is permitted on board. For your next event or fun occasion, call Big Red Bus at 562-852-9888 or visit us on the web. People need a hero. They need something they can believe in. That's where Dog the Water Copper comes in. Oh no! I bet you little trail sniffer. Been watching you take a shower for the past 40 minutes. Think of all that water you're wasting. Well, I mean, that's really weird, dog. I'm totally naked right now. Welcome back. We're continuing our interview, probably our 11th interview with the Chief of Police, and sadly our last interview with him as Chief of Police 
like to ask a few personal questions, Chief. You were a Long Beach State graduate. Go Beach. Like our director, and yeah. for both of you, this is the only adult job you've had since graduating from Long Beach State. That's correct. And Ron came right to the cable company, mm -hmm. so uh, you've had a very distinguished career. And I just realized from talking before we went on air that you were a member of the Law Society yes. at Long Beach State. Yes. When I was, I, I was there, uh, my intention was not to become a police officer, actually, when I was going to school. My intention was to become an attorney. And uh, during that time, I was part, part of the Law Society and, and uh, something that you created on campus and was a guiding light for me and uh, provided a lot of information on law schools and how you get in law schools. Um, and by the way, one of our Law Society presidents is now chief of police of your sister city of oh, San Francisco. George chief. Gascon. Yep. Uh, so was George, George was actually the president. He huh? was the I president of the Law Society. I would definitely tease him yes. as he uh, falls in the shadow of Oakland as we <laughs> go up there. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I went to my mom and upon graduation or getting close to graduation, graduating from Cal State Long Beach and uh, asked her if I could stay at home for three more years to go to law school. <laughs> and uh, she said I ate too much and I needed to get out and go to law school part time. And never came to fruition, never went to law school, actually signed up, got a scholarship, was set to go to law school, really? Western, Western State in Fullerton, wow. uh, on Friday. And uh, I called him up and, uh, well, I was supposed to start on Monday. That Friday, I changed my mind and said, I don't want to be an attorney. I want to do the police thing. Well, things happen for a reason. Yeah. It obviously had a very happy ending uh, with your career. So. Otherwise, I wouldn't have got to be on your show. There you go. Well, <laughs> we want to wish you uh, continued success, yes, of sir. course. and. Uh, uh, as sorry as we are to lose you, uh, it's a great challenge you're undertaking. Yes, sir. I thank you for your kind wishes. I thank you for the many, the, the residents, many uh, emails and letters and notes. And um, what really struck me is when the announcement came out, and it came out very fast, um, there was almost like a sense of mourning within my police department. Uh, and I couldn't understand it until the union president, Steve James, says, you got to look at it the right way is that they don't want you to go, which is which is very touching. And I like to applaud during my tenure, the Police Officers Association, that we've had an excellent relationship, worked together, haven't agreed on everything. And yeah. sometimes they sue you and sometimes they take you to battle. But uh, I like to thank them for being good corporate citizens and stepping up to the plate. And they recently just reached a settlement with the city on, on a very difficult issue because they, they were promised raises this September and they agreed to forego some of those raises. Well, it gives me a sense of pride that they're good corporate citizens, that they come to the table to help the city out. Uh, they didn't have to do that. They did that, and so it saved the city a tremendous amount of dollars. So I applaud them for being good citizens. I applaud them for being good workers and dropping the crime and caring about the city and the, the millions of dollars that we drop in overtime as we continue to keep yeah. crime down. Yeah. Let's just broaden the discussion a bit from police work to, to life. Sure. And. Uh, our guest is a PhD, just for the record, Dr. Batts, <laughs> as well as having a master's, as well as going to the FBI Academy mm -hmm. and the Harvard uh, Extension, uh, continuing education. Mm -hmm. But your philosophy of life, mm. uh, you spoke very movingly at, uh, at several public fora, sure. but just share with our viewers uh, your philosophy of life. Well, that's an interesting question. I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about that. I have, you know, I have a business on the side, and I do leadership consulting. And part of that, uh, what I share with leaders of uh, um, different fields, whether it's law enforcement or corporate uh, corporate life, is uh, our job is to provide value to people. And if you don't provide value in the way that the customer sees it, then there is no reason to be there. My other thing is I tell young people all, all the time is to go out and change the world. 
Uh, it's one thing to talk a good game. It's one thing to make a lot of money. It's another thing to go out and change the world for the betterment of someone else. And I think my actions, I've tried to be courageous. I've tried to do the right thing. I've tried to make a life better for people. And even in my trip to Oakland, uh, people, many people ask, why are you doing that? And uh, my philosophy in the world is do the best that you can to change the world and make it better for someone else. There's a saying, I can't remember the author, but it's on mugs and on refrigerated magnets to the effect of be the change that you want to see in the world. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Well, Chief, uh, we're coming to the end of this segment, and I'd, I've never done this before, mm -hmm. but I'd like to actually give you uh, the much vaunted straight talk mug so you can take it with you like to that. Oakland and remember us and remember Long Beach and has our website on it and in between your busy moments you can take a peek and see what's happening in Long Beach. I like that and I thank you very much Art and uh, Long Beach is in my heart. I love this city and I'd like to just thank the residents and uh, friends. It's a good time. Um, although we're celebrating like my body's cold already, I still have to, <laughs> I still have to work through uh, a, a contract piece. And as long as that contract piece goes through, then I'll be moving on. If not, uh, I haven't handed in my letter of resignation there yet, so I'll be here. But thank you very much, Art. I sincerely appreciate it. Thank you, Chief. And we'll be back with the remaining portions of Straight Talk after these messages. Welcome to McKenna's on the Bay, where fine dining is complemented with a breathtaking view. McKenna's is a restaurant of incredible ambiance, providing service and cuisine with style, class, and romance. The menu offers a variety of appetizers, serious seafood, prime steaks and oyster bar, and specialty entrees for either lunch or dinner. McKenna's on the Bay features patio dining, nightly entertainment, and two banquet facilities. No matter what your occasion, McKenna's on the Bay is like being on vacation. Join us today at McKenna's on the Bay. Founded in 1976, Polly's Gourmet Coffee is Southern California's most complete gourmet coffee store. Polly's has the best tasting coffee freshly roasted every day right in the store. Plus a wide selection of teas, an in-house bakery, espresso bar, patio dining, and more. We also offer Wi-Fi, free internet access for all of our customers. Our nationwide clientele agree, when it comes to coffee, there's only one name to remember. Polly's. 4606 East 2nd Street, welcoming you into Belmont Shore. those who are closest to you, from our family to yours. McCarty's Jewelry, since 1932. How do you like your chances the rest of the way? I got no idea. But I do know that if we stay with Naples Rib Company, at least we won't go hungry. Coach, what do you think about some of those questionable calls tonight? Oh, yeah, but if you want a sound call, I'd call Naples Rib Company. You can't miss on that call. Then Naples Rib Company is part of your game plan? There really is nothing more motivating than a great barbecue meal at Naples Rib Company. Victory or not, Naples Rib Company, great game plan. What a great show with the Chief, and let me remind everyone that we are having that farewell party to the Chief, organized by the Long Beach Police Foundation on Friday, October 16th. It's at the Aquarium of the Pacific. Call up the Chief's office, 
562-570-7301 for tickets and further information. And I just like to say as host that I think we've been very fortunate here in Long Beach to have a chief of the caliber of Tony Batts doing the kind of job that he and his men and women have done. And I personally will miss him. I think the city will miss him. And Chief, uh, I know that you're going on for bigger, not bigger challenges, but a, a new challenge. And we, again, wish you every success in that major undertaking. But the last minute is your Chief to speak directly to the people, whatever you want to say. i just like to thank uh, the citizen of Long, Long Beach. I love this city. I've loved the opportunities that this city has uh, given me. And uh, I will miss you all, and I love you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Chief. Thank you, Art. Appreciate it. Wonderful show. Join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by Southern California Edison, The Press-Telegram, and Long Beach Magazine. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable worldwide 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.